What is going on, everybody? People of the nation. What what's up, guys? What's going on? <laughs> Here we are. Here is episode one of the podcast. I am the host, Mythros. You guys know me. This is my channel. Um wonderful enigmatic star, aka Jake. And then below me we have Synapse, aka Luigi. Uh we've been lifelong friends pretty much, so this is something we've been like dreaming about doing for years. Um, so this is super exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. I don't know about you guys. I'm really happy with this. <laughs> I've been wanting to do a podcast for such a long time. I've actually talked to a bunch of different people. I've been in that planning stage of, hey, I really want to do this and I'm going to do it probably tomorrow. And then I procrastinate and I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just so cool. Like having everything finally together, like like I, like I said, we've been talking about this for so long, but for the fact that we've been, like, I haven't been streaming the past few days, we've been busting ass in calls every night, doing the graphics, setting up the social medias, making sure everything was going to go right for this, so I mean, it's time. Uh, for the record, Kenny did like 90% of it. Because <laughs> I'm always all, cracked out. The other out. 10% was me asking him to do the rest. <laughs> Honestly. That's how it usually goes, though. I mean, you're just like, hey, do this, and I'm like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to have it done. So, I mean... I'm more of a words guy. <laughs> I, I need to be hands-on. Like, I need to be doing something at all points. But, um, yeah. So, like I said, I'm Mythros or Kenny. Um, I'm a variety streamer. You guys know that. Uh, I don't really have a specific title that I play. I play a lot of old games, new games. I kind of just do whatever it we want to do in this channel uh what about you jake um i'm enigmatic star i stream overwatch on twitch and that's where we are right now um outside of twitch i am into photography you guys uh, can always pop on twitter and see my photos um and i write for eastern media i'm much more of a creative type when it comes to those things and when I'm on Switch, I rage and <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. What about you, Luigi? So yeah, I'm uh my name is Synapse, that's my gaming alias. Um I mainly play Halo, which is a very old game. I know some of you probably have definitely heard of it, but um I like to stream uh mostly competitive Halo on my channel. Um I mainly also create montages and videos for Halo, so I'm always trying to be active at the Halo community still, even though it's kind of at a low right now. Um, aside from gaming-related things, I am a graphic designer for Eastern Media. I'm a graphic designer for my own business, and I also take care of a one-year-old husky, which is a lot of work uh, because he's kind of still a baby, lots of energy. <laughs> he breathes um, a lot. <laughs> yes. Dude, he, he sucks out all the oxygen in Luigi's household every time he breathes. <laughs> he, he's great, though. I mean, he is. You know, he... I, might, I might have trouble breathing here and there, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are the dog. <laughs> <laughs> both of us at this point <laughs> dude i feel bad your parents are just breathing in both of your breaths at every point in the day just i just always hear yami in the background like <gasps> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we heard it today we talked about getting some extra windows installed so oh my god dude <laughs> specific to the dog mostly yeah he's gonna jump out one of the windows no, no, you can't do that. I, I live 30 <laughs> minutes from you, and I'm afraid the air out of my house is going to get sucked. <laughs> I'm not dog, dude. I hear, when that time comes, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to find a plan. Jesus, man. <laughs> what, the, what do you mean we'll have, have to find, find a plan? Planet. Well, you know how, like, a planet. you know, what is it, pandemics? You know, you know, you ever seen that show? No. Pandemics? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like the general idea, or is there like an actual show called Pandemics? No, no, an outbreak. No, 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 an outbreak. That's the word. Outbreak? Like a an outbreak. There's... Excuse an me? Outbreak. Yeah, there'll be an outbreak. There's what, a... from him breathing? Yeah, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Look, look it up on Netflix. There's a show. It's like, what to do when there's an outbreak? Is that okay. what we're going to do? We're going to like take, we're going to take shelter from your dog's breath? Yes. Oh my God. I think we should just watch Netflix. No. We should. That's what we're going to do on the podcast. Let's we're just going to watch shows. Grab the rest of our ideas, dude. Grab the rest. All right. So I know, Jake, uh, you were actually mentioning Overwatch. How long have you been playing? So I've been playing Overwatch since it was in closed beta. Um, that's about, Jesus, almost, holy crap, four years ago? Yeah, that's 2016, almost I think, right? Years ago, yeah. Um, holy moly. And I, I was probably streaming a little before that. I came from a game called Smite. 
and <laughs> don't laugh. Um, and then I moved into Overwatch slowly but surely. But I was playing Overwatch since its inception, and uh, I'm very passionate about the game. And it's broken me into the competitive <laughs> atmosphere of gaming. And it's something that I, I really take pride in, and I really work a lot on, especially with my own content. You should have left it at, it's broken me. <laughs> it's, it's broken. It's broken. No, That's actually, statement. With, uh, with that, they recently had, uh, we were talking about it, but they recently had the experimental mode or something that went live. Yes, can, you, yes. can you give more information on that? So what Overwatch is doing is something that I think is rather interesting and a great point to make in the gaming industry as a whole. So Overwatch is introducing in their latest patch what they call um, the experimental mode. I think they called it the experimental card for a while. Mm -hmm. But in this mode, they're implementing really far out changes that are not something that they could safely implement on the live client. So if you're familiar with online gaming, a lot of uh, games that are games as services or big multiplayer games have a test server or a test region that players can go into to try out the next big patch. And Overwatch has that, but it's also taking it a step further and saying, hey, what if we did something drastic to the state of the game? We don't have the data to say what would happen, but we're going to take a shot in the dark and we're going to implement that. Yeah. So in their latest patch, they put in their experimental mode. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to put out big, huge changes that would generally shake up the entire game. And that's what they're doing right now. I honestly uh, just, it's just, it's, oh. sorry to interrupt, but it's just, it's like, it's crazy from what we've talked about so far. Like the things that they're planning on doing with it compared to different games, it's just like, I think it's a really smart direction. Um, I feel like I agree. that's very Blizzard-esque to do something like that, like to the game changer just with like the other titles that they've put out and stuff like that like you're never yeah, going to see another good. game like world of warcraft you get games oh, like yeah. it but you're not going to have a world of warcraft feel absolutely and i think it's a really important stance to take in the industry i mean you guys know me you're probably tired of hearing about overwatch okay <laughs> i found out that roadhog in this patch was getting a damage reduction and a cloud of gas around him when he uses his vape in this experimental mode Fart bubble. and i posted fart shield everywhere <laughs> i was so excited so you guys are sick of hearing me talk about overwatch however my interest in the subject is more oriented towards the gaming industry and how mm -hmm. it could be implemented into other games yeah i think it's a great thing to see such a big company like blizzard do something so far out with one of their games because we're talking changes that are no longer safe we're, we're talking mm -hmm. something that uh can you know change their source of revenue yeah exactly Overwatch is a massive game they make so much money off that and if they were to implement these changes right away without testing them in this experimental server they'd be throwing so much money out the window they would lose their player base they would change yeah people would have to relearn the game especially with the competitive scene like people would actually riot like professional players and stuff oh, having yeah. these drastic Absolutely. changes introduced so i think it's really cool just to have like this experimental mode and do things that other people aren't doing. I, I firmly agree. Um, and what I want to hear from you guys is what would you like to see in a similar vein to this experimental mode in uh, other games or services? So, so I played, um, I played dead by daylight for almost like four years now since like alpha or beta. Um, we have a PTB, the player test build, but it's based on things that are going to be implemented into the game in trial and error, those things. It's not something so drastic like the experimental mode where it's going to be like, oh, we're going to make four killers onto the map versus one survivor. Like, there's not going to be those crazy out-of-these-world things that you get to try. So um, I just really like that portion. Things that I think could be changed in general, I definitely think more games and more companies should do things like this. I feel like it's a good like a really good thing to establish a connection between like the players and the company itself to listen to these things. And even if it's like, even if it's at, like not going to work, it's cool to just like be like, Hey, this is why it's not going to work. Put it on this experimental server 
you guys can try it and be like, oh, this doesn't work, or oh, maybe it does work. All right, cool, let's roll this onto the PTB for the game. Everybody likes it? All right, this is an official change. Let's roll this out. Um, so I definitely think that's, like, that. Uh, that's huge. I don't know. This whole thing, ever since we, like, you have brought it up, has just been super interesting to me. What do you think, Luigi? Um, so Halo is actually a really good example as to how this this change in video games should be a thing uh because during when halo 5 came out uh the latest halo title we started off with just the sandbox settings right um ar starts radar and uh a pistol as a secondary for the the, these are the competitive settings now this is something that halo's never done before uh since halo combat evolved the first halo which is pistol start assault rifle yeah um the halo 5 went through so many changes um, and the competitive, um, the competitive community just started to drop off immediately um, because we didn't have like a specific setting for the HCS, right? It just kept changing. And I really think that when we do want to, you know, experiment change with a game, especially when we're talking about the main competitive settings, we need we need a, another server for that. We need we need we need a test uh, a test server, so, something different. Right. Um, so what they're doing now for Infinite is uh, they're starting to focus that with um, they're, they're bringing on esports engine and they're they're actually trying to take a different lead on this. And they're going to be implementing more uh, changes by being a little bit more um, communicative with uh, the Halo community. Um, you can definitely read up on that. There's a lot more to it uh, than just that. But Halo's taken that dip many, many times. <laughs> um, if you've been around, um, it's it's gone through a lot, really. Yeah. Just just based off of not having what Overwatch is doing. Not even like I don't play Halo, but like being your friend and you being so involved within the community, I hear every single complaint that you have about it, and like mm-hmm. I definitely think it's one of those things like where Overwatch has that like it could benefit from it. Absolutely, without a doubt. Now, as I see it, there are a couple divisive pieces here um and i i think there are some things that they're going to need to address in the future um for instance um or what they what they have implemented with this first patch and it's out on the live client now is a completely different way of playing the game it doesn't totally flip the fps genre on its head but uh, it, it does mean that there's a lot of relearning to do and uh, they potentially can split their player base into two camps because uh, as it stands right now, they're essentially marketing two different games. Um, Mm. So do you guys think that having these types of changes on the live client could lead to uh, an overall increase in queue time or potential uh, player base splits, arguments, debates? Um, you, You can potentially change the face of your fan base with types of changes like this yeah especially since you can play them both at the same time there's already arguments between people who play arcade and play comp right jesus christ yeah yeah. (laughs) but this is Uh, this is like two types of comp so do you guys think this is a potentially healthy change for the game or do you think the outlook on this can be a little bleak it can definitely be a little bleak i don't think it's necessarily healthy um i think that when you're introducing these two different types of metas, essentially, um, you're going to see a split in the community. There's going to be people that support um, this new implementation of the uh, the queue system and uh, other players who think that they want to just go back to, I'm, I'm assuming you think it's the GOAT meta? Is, is oh that my correct? goodness. The uh, GOAT meta? That, I don't think that's correct. No. <laughs> what the hell is that? The GOAT, yeah, the GOAT meta. <laughs> It goes is, meta, um, yeah. I'm not going to go too far into it because that's a little specific. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kenny, the GOATS meta was a, a comp of heroes that essentially broke the game. And oh. It was so strong for so long that they had to implement a role queue and decide how many of each role should be allowed in a game. Jesus, dude. And, uh, what they're doing with their experimental patch is they're changing the numbers of each role. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Wasn't so before the numbers. I'm sorry. Uh, before the numbers were two, two, two. Now they're one, two, three. Is that 
uh, one tank, two healers, three DPS. Yes, they changed it, it to. Didn't... But here's here's the okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Before on Overwatch, didn't they have it so like you could be like, you could be like, you could have like a team of Lucios, like a team that of was... divas. Season one competitive was like that. Actually, holy moly! Implemented the big changes. That's scary. That's so um, scary. Uh, I saw six Winstons, dude. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. Now here's here's the piece I want to throw into the mix because this is the troublemaker. The reason that they are toying with this change is because right now, if you were to queue for a game in Overwatch, you would be sitting in a ten minute queue if you wanted to play DPS and a two-minute queue for tank or healer at most roles. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge difference. I know when I want to grind DPS, it takes me five times as long. Not really, but, you know. Um, <laughs> Longer. Five yeah. times as long to climb because I can't get the same game time in. So yeah. I ended up playing my same roles that I always do. I don't really branch out anymore. And the idea behind this is changing the amount of roles is that you can have more of these dps players in a game and therefore uh emptying out the queues so in implementing this they're putting in drastic changes to the formula for the sake of something that happens entirely out of the game now what do you think of that do you think that this is something that is a moral gray area or do you think that like logistically this is the right choice to keep your game alive because there there are separate arguments here because as it stands right now 222 in my opinion is excellent an excellent yeah. way to play the game I but outside agree. the game the wait times are the issue and that does affect the player base so what do you think about that do you think that changes should be made with every facet of the game in mind including your wait time or do you think you should have that pure experience of the best way the the game was meant to be played? When I think of the queue times, um, I think of two factors that have to do with that. Uh, one being uh, like a matchmaking rank. Um, I'm not 100% sure how Overwatch's matchmaking rank works, but is it where if you're going to play a game, if you're going to queue up, are you going to be matching people around your skill level or is it going to be you're matching people around your skill level, but for how good you're doing on that day. So this is a tangent, um, but the competitive queue has a strict MMR number, and that's known to you. You can see your MMR. It's called uh, skill rating, or SR. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you queue for a role, you have an MMR for that role, mm -hmm. and it's static. When you win, it goes up. When you lose, it goes down. And you will be put into a game with people, ideally... 100 or 200 MMR above or below you. Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you queue in a queue play, that number is probably more like a thousand. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Um, so if that clears up your question, all right. Uh, my next question though goes off of that. Uh, when you when you uh, I'm assuming DPS is the most popular, yeah, the most popular. Yes, role. that's that's the issue. So mm -hmm. that that's an issue right there. Um. So, so yeah, you would essentially be having all these people that want to DPS, and then not too many people playing a want to play a tank and a support right, role. Right. That's exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I do think those two variables. They have to go off of those two variables right there. How do you get people to want to be a tank and want to be a healer? So they have implemented uh, some incentives, mm -hmm. uh, whereas you get like a loot box if you play a game as a healer or a tank, uh, which, in my opinion, means nothing to anyone who's played the game for, like, 100 <laughs> hours. You, you probably have everything you want by then. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's just uh, no but, incentive after some point. Uh, right. So, But they can't put an incentive in-game because they can't change the state of a competitive game like that arbitrarily. No. Um, but they can only really offer cosmetics, but they can't make the, they can't make the reward too steep. Uh, I feel like uh, they have quite the conundrum on their hands and they're putting in some huge changes to try to wrap their brains around it. Uh, their philosophy on this, if I can just share this part, is that some of the best ideas in gaming started off as goofy jokes. And they want to implement these goofy jokes to create these ideas and new game modes. And I totally wholeheartedly agree with the concept but 
maybe the way they're implementing it now is not something I'm a huge fan of. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Kenny? Do you think that uh, every aspect of the game, including the queue time, should go into the way the game is balanced? So I have like mixed opinions on this because obviously if they want to keep their game alive for like the general audience, I definitely think like one, two, three is the way to go. Like one tank, two supports, three damage. There's a lot more people that play like casually or play quick play um, or even like just like ranked people like playing DPS. So to kind of clear that queue out by adding an extra person in game that's DPS is definitely going to clear that queue a lot faster. I don't think it hurts the competitive scene that much because obviously we have these form teams they know what they play they 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 are assigned their roles already so it's it's not going to hurt that portion um so i mean quick quick play wise i think i think it's definitely a good change compared to the 222 format um then again Uh, i play tank so I tend to agree to some extent, but I do think uh, I I have to remind myself, and I see it now in the games that are being played in this one two three Q, that the game itself was specifically designed with two 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 in mind before they ever implemented roll queue. Yeah, and that's why goats broke the game because it wasn't two two two; it was three and three, um, and that's why they needed to implement the roll queue. And I think roll queue is the best thing to ever happen to Overwatch, definitely um, because it enforces the two two two. Uh, regardless of Overwatch, now that you guys have a little bit of a handle on the implications of such a massive change and the reasons behind it, what do you think if, say, they implemented a change like this to Dead by Daylight? Say, uh, I know the, the killer cues can be kind of high, right? <laughs> God. What if they added two killers <laughs> and took away, uh, what do you call them, a survivor? Yeah. <laughs> that dude that would not work in the slightest like two two killers versus three survivors it people already struggle sometimes with one killer versus four survivors so i can't even like well keep in mind that this overwatch patch came with a heavy rebalancing on all the tanks a lot of the off tanks as it were were redesigned a little bit to be more akin to main tanks mm-hmm. they're buffed so if you were to think maybe the killers get nerfed and there's two killers just to clear up the queue times. Is that a change that you would like to see happen to your game? Or do you think that threatens the competitive integrity of Dead by Daylight? I just, I think the smarter ways to go about it. Um, I know a lot of people have thought about like, or told the company uh, behavior to do like bigger game modes potentially. Like two killers versus eight survivors bigger maps more generators like change the game state as we know it entirely um but it just it wouldn't be good for the base game as it is now like it just it wouldn't work whatsoever sure luigi um i can't really think of a way to compare this to halo (laughs) oh it's very comparable actually um the first thing you can start with one of halo's really big issues right now for the whole scene and one not just the competitive scene is uh mmr um in mcc and in halo 5 you have what's called a matchmaking rank but you can't see it uh for the social playlist that is so basically what what's what the big struggle is is obviously you guys know how good i am the game will think that Mm -hmm. i'm so good right i am gonna play four people on the other team that are equally as good right as (laughs) he's being humble for the camera and luigi's a god (laughs) they will put they will put three teammates I'll get three teammates who can't even get a get more than like five kills total. So like each teammate will have a total combined kills of like five, and that's just not fair. Like how I I want to play when I play like a social match. I want to have fun. I want to I I don't want to care about winning and losing. And here I am playing against four people, teabagging me, shooting my body, <laughs> and my teammates on the like my teammates are walking like they don't even have a controller like they're using a guitar hero <laughs> controller or something they're using a wii um, fit <laughs> <Wii fit. laughs> no like literally and that's no exaggeration ask, you can ask anybody who streams this game um I, a vast majority of the players man uh, will tell you the same thing i told you um and as for as for ranks um for mcc it's, it's doing okay with with its ranks um but the biggest issue is this this hidden matchmaking rank. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not good for casuals, man. When you're when you're when you're just starting to play the game, man, and you play four people that are like on a really big skill level, 
I remember playing Overwatch and getting completely bodied. I think because <laughs> we had like kind of the same issue with Overwatch. I didn't want to go back and play Overwatch, man. Um, so before we go a little bit further, yeah. Do you think, say, if Bungie implemented oh an God. experimental queue that showed your MMR and aimed towards more balanced matchmaking at the cost of queuing? It's kind of flipping the thing on its head in terms of what we've been talking about. Do you think that is a change you would like to see, or do you think it would affect your experience too much? And do you would you appreciate the fact that they implemented a, uh, an experimental mode for you to try it? The only way that they should implement an experimental mode is if they provide all the information that I want to need to know when I'm queuing. I want to know oh, when logistics I set the aside. Logistics aside. Logistics if you aside. could get into the mode and it was like this, what would you think? I think with the state that Halo's in, the population is too low to even experiment with it. The queue logistics time, aside, there's plenty of people to play with. Aside. But okay. the queue's still longer. <laughs> and there's millions the queue, of people. The queue will be... Okay. It's definitely something that Halo should implement. We need... We need to we need to experiment. We we need change at the very least. There needs to be I change. firmly agree. Yeah, I agree as well. I feel like it's like it's just a good thing to add, even if people have already dropped out of the community. Like if you me seeing that Overwatch is adding this experimental mode, I don't play Overwatch, but I'm going to try out the experimental mode when it comes out because it seems interesting. It could be something where like say you're saying Halo doesn't have enough players. What if people see that they add an experimental mode like this and they go back to try it? They they want to see how the game's doing. I feel like it it's it's beneficial in like different ways than even it could be advertised as. So I think in this position, I'm a little bit privileged because I'm the Overwatch player, <laughs> but I um I think that you guys are excited about this feature regardless of whether you play the game because of what it means and its implications. Uh, and I feel like, as a gaming community, these kind of changes that are happening to games, regardless of whether you play them, should be talked about. Yeah. Because I think that there is very little downside to this approach of testing balance. I, I can't think, think of an, one. I can't think I, of a downside, I, personally. The, the few downsides I've, I've brought up to you guys, I think, are, uh, in the long run, something you can overlook. Uh, I, I think that the game will be much healthier. Now, Overwatch has implemented huge changes in the past, uh, quite massive ones compared to at least the original Overwatch, you know, vanilla. Um, but Overwatch One. I, I think this this allows them to take it a step further, and I, I think every single day that we can praise these people for being risky with something that's so secure, it's a check. It's their income. Mm -hmm. uh, every every day that we allow them to be risky in order to create a better game, I, I think we should thank them. I agree. Yeah, and it's just like on that subject too. I'm kind of gonna trail off uh, off it a little bit, but um, just with like the the state of gaming right now, I've had I know myself like how I feel about it, but I've had other people that have agreed with me on this. Gaming just kind of feels like it's in a weird place the past few years, honestly. Like, I feel like I'm constantly game jumping or going back to other older games because I just don't feel anything. Like, games die out so quick. Things aren't listened to. Things aren't changed on time. Like, do you know how uh, Bungie with Destiny, they recently just put out, like, Trials of Osiris again. I thought mm -hmm. people would be excited because they took it away and they had no plans to bring it back. People were pissed. I they I I saw it on Twitter like two days ago. Trials of Osiris is back, and everybody in the comments is pissed off about it. If you wait too long, your game's gonna die. Like people are gonna move on to something else. It's just it's a weird state right now for the gaming community. Like I said, I think that brings up an excellent point, and I think that's why we should also be thankful that Blizzard is the company doing it because they have such a big player base for this game. Regardless of whether you're gonna hop in here and say Overwatch is dying. <laughs> The balance hasn't been good since season two. Um, um, I think we should praise them for understanding that they are the company that can implement this safely without being too much of a threat to, you know, their overall well-being as a game. Yeah. Um, because they have the player base and they have those dedicated fans after this time that will help them implement these changes or you know even if they lose some people over it 
which I can't really see happening, they can at least afford that and mm-hmm. bounce back. Whereas with a smaller game to try something a little out there, um, that might be the grave. <laughs> like H1Z1. Yeah. I miss yeah, that game, but oh my god. Example. That game, like, they implemented like new gun system, new aiming system, all new sounds. The game is completely not the same. Like, I, ju- so, I jump so ship. Catch me up. Catch me up. What do you mean by it's like H1Z1, though? So, H1Z1 started off, uh, originally it was, people called it Z1. It started off, it was a different map, the guns were different, the recoil was different, uh, just movement was different, everything felt different about the game. There was Z2, which is what I played competitively for like almost two years before they changed everything. Um, They changed everything to like a degree of, this is how your recoil is going to act. This is how your gun's going to shoot. Like, they made major changes so the people that were playing competitively had to essentially relearn the game. Mm-hmm. They changed the map. They changed movements. They changed... Like like I said, the recoil on the guns is the biggest thing. Before, you could, you could be aiming at somebody, and if you had, like... You knew how to shoot someone. You knew how to aim. You knew how to, like, keep steady. They made it so it's just, like... You have so much recoil on your guns, you essentially can't do what you were doing before in the game. So a lot of people were turned off by this and jump ship. If it's something where they implemented it on like a server to test it out and get like critique on it, maybe the game would have survived. But whereas they're just like, hey, by the way, we're changing the whole state of the game. Here you go. And just threw it at everybody. So so what we're seeing is Overwatch is taking the extra leap and getting off of their test region or test server and putting it on the live client so that people playing the updated version of the game can test. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, I guess, H1Z1 <laughs> was kind of moving in the opposite direction. They were skipping the tests, putting it right on the live client, saying, this is your game now. It's and, the, uh, yeah. Obviously, that's an issue that a lot of people have picked up on because people implement those test servers. You know, that's something you kind of have to do nowadays if you want your game to last. You need to make sure that these changes are sound, and you're never... Uh, listen to me, chat. You are <laughs> never, ever going to be able to test your game enough and still get patches out to find every issue or find everything that needs to be tweaked. You're not going to get to it at all. It's that's it's just a fact. And that's why they rely on their dedicated player base to download those test servers. So if you're interested in the health of your game, I highly suggest putting in feedback for these types of deals. Yeah, I think uh, Bungie. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. Could do no, something Halo, similar. Halo, uh, they really messed up when they just brought out Halo 5 like that. Um, <laughs> yikes, dude. <laughs> they just gone back <laughs> after for got, blood. They should have just what, gone to Halo 6. Honestly. What it's like is, um, I think you guys can all agree with this, uh, for like H1Z1 especially. Gross. You lose the identity <laughs> of what the game is, right? It's, it's yeah, exactly what it is. Um, so th- that's now, now in Hale is in a state where we have this side of the community, um, want, who wants sprint and the other side who doesn't want sprint, doesn't want Gross. the armor abilities. Um, <laughs> and it's just, that's just not Halo to me. Um, and I, I know there's many people who also have been playing since Halo one that want armor abilities and want sprint, which they still never really provide any solid feedback as to they why don't. it should be in the game. Um, but like I said, I really think that it loses its um, identity. I actually had a conversation today with uh, an old friend of mine. He didn't even know Halo 5 was a thing. He didn't oh my know. goodness. Whoa, what? <laughs> didn't Halo 5 come out like three years ago? Yeah. It came out a while ago. Yeah. Um, he, he's a Smash player, and he still thinks Melee is the Good best choice. Smash game. Yes. You know, it's so... a solid game. Oh my god. I have, I have Melee sitting right behind me. It just goes to show, man. You know, the older games, man, I'm, I'm telling you. You can't beat the original identity. You change the game too much, you lose the identity, dude. That's a fair point. It uh, is. I think um, I, I do think that's why this is such a risk, though, for these these types of deals. And I think those risks need to be taken because there are healthy changes. Oh, um, yeah. I was reading an article recently, um, and it was about Sid Meier. Are you guys familiar? I think yeah, the name probably rings a bell. It Civilization? A bell. Uh, Civilization, yes. He was, uh, I believe the lead producer or director on Civ 1 and 2 and took the backseat for the rest of the games. But his philosophy on new games, and this this runs back to your point, Luigi, on the identity of the game, is mm-hmm. that 33% of the game should remain the same. 33% should be new, completely new stuff, and the last 33% should be improved stuff. Um, so I think 
in that philosophy, he his goal is to maintain the identity of his game mm-hmm. and still have it be a proper sequel while changing it enough to be interesting and to evolve the series in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can disagree with this philosophy, but what he was trying to do was to create some type of metric on what should be changed and what shouldn't in order to maintain an identity. Uh, Now, what do you guys think of a philosophy like that? Do you think that would be well implemented into your favorite games? Uh, Do you think that kind of changes uh, is something you'd like to see? I definitely think it works. But the thing that it boils down to is if it's, if it's broken, then fix it. If it's not broken, then don't fix what's, already working you know okay I mean? so if the whole game's broken just make a new game <laughs> throw the throw the game <laughs> in the trash throw the game That's in the trash uh, halo is out everybody no more halo 5 we are now making mario thank you that's it put it in the trash <laughs> they should have done with halo 5 what they, they oh my goodness no the shade if people can enjoy what they want i'm i'm around here halo I'm 5 did do a lot of good things don't get me wrong like hcs is great um but the, the core gameplay wasn't there, man. It died out really fast. So you you think that there is a certain amount of the core game that should remain intact, just like Sid Meier? Yeah, that that core game. When you think of Halo, you think of you're not you don't sprint because it's convenient to just be able to walk around um, and shoot things without having uh, animations come in the way like a clamber. H- Halo, when it came out, as Halo Combat evolved. You know, the evolution of combat was you don't have to sprint. You don't have to clamber on something. That's all like, you know, things that just break away from the gameplay. You're just, you're constantly shooting people. You're constantly moving on the map, constantly trying to find power weapons and work so with the team. My question to you, if that's your stance, is mm-hmm. what do you think, instead of sprinting and clambering, would have been a healthy new addition to Halo that you would have liked to see? Game types. Um, we, in Halo 4, there was a game type called Extraction, which so, I think was a great game type. In in my opinion, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think like necessarily a game type really affects the core gameplay loop as heavily as sprinting or clambering. And yeah. when, I'm, when I'm talking about the gameplay loop, I'm talking about basic movement, basic shooting. Uh, do you okay. think like uh, ADS was something that you wanted to see? Um, I I disliked it, but I did get used to it. Forgot I about ADS. It. I think um I don't think it's necessary in Halo. It's it feels clunky. It So what would you have liked to see in its stead? And I mean uh, at risk of saying that you want the same game but better graphics. But better graphics, yeah. Yeah. The same thing, but if if we if there's nothing new added to the game, like no, don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. I don't like all the stuff that they've added, like the power like the power ups um sprint but it's essentially going to be the same game without that stuff exactly i mean well you look at a game like halo 2 and halo 3 man i mean we got projectile versus hit scan we we have different we have different variables but it still kept the core gameplay of halo which is no sprint um and just going around getting power weapons and things like that and uh jumping uh certain jumps on the maps and stuff that um affect the gameplay a lot as I recall, I think the biggest issue leveraged against Halo 3 with its community was that it's, it came out too quickly after Halo 2 and was too similar. Um, now, when you think of Halo 2 and Halo 3, and if you were to strictly just think of gameplay, not mm-hmm. graphics, not maps, not yeah. guns, you just think of gameplay and what you're able to do and what the gameplay loop is like, what mm-hmm. feeds that dopamine into your brain. Is there a difference, or is it the same game? There's a big difference. Halo 2 is all about button combos, and Halo 3 was more about map movement and uh, having, uh, being able to lead your shots really well. So are you saying that there is a core change among those two games? Yes, absolutely. So if that's the case, then you would say that from Halo 2 to Halo 3, those healthy changes were implemented and did not take away the identity of the game it did not take away the identity of the game it definitely changed the meta though uh, regardless it's the same game it's, it's, it's still, halo 
Yeah. I, I don't still, think anyone would argue that. Yeah. So so if you were identity. if you were to move from Halo Three or Halo Four, uh, what kind of healthy changes like those would you see? Like, i.e., moving away from button combos. You know, is there something like that that you would have preferred to sprint? Or I mean, at the end of the day, I, I personally, and this is controversial. I think Halo Five did a pretty good job of keeping the main identity of Halo multiplayer because Halo to me is about knowing the maps, the gun locations, and uh, a core set of movement that you kind of have to get down. I feel like that's what Halo has always been to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I look at Halo 5, I see great additions to the formula that kept those things intact. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't believe that adding like adding things like things were added, right? We add Right, and we're talking about mantling and sprinting and ADS and Yeah, we add like a Spartan charge, a, a ground pound. What the right. hell is that? Um we have things called weapon pads. <laughs> uh there's just I there's too much change to where you start to break it. I know lots would argue with that. Would um, you argue that Halo Five is broken? Yeah. 100%. Is it because so, of these changes that have been put in trying to make it like a different game? Yeah, I feel like when I, when I play Halo 5, I I've always called it Guardians because I I don't see Halo fitting in the title. Sure. Wasn't... I felt like when I competed in it especially, I didn't I didn't really get the the drive that older Halos gave me. Wasn't it, it was, originally um, called Guardians too? Like, wasn't it literally Halo Guardians on like the initial release thing instead I, of Halo Five? I saw something I about that. I don't remember. the The title isn't really like doesn't doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just just to me and, and many other like classic Halo fans just call it Guardians because it just it just didn't feel like a Halo game. And that's three four three is the one who made it, right? Yeah, three four three. Bungie dipped out after Reach. After Reach. Reach was a rush title. Reach is my favorite. Halo. Reach is my favorite too, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Besides Halo I, Two, I understand Halo Reach from a casual standpoint, um, but this goes. This is t- this is like a t- timeless thing. When Halo One players didn't like Halo Two, Halo Two players didn't really like Halo Three. That's just how it went. Obviously, there were people that liked it, but it, it was kind of like a thing that repeated. Okay, Luigi, I need you to look at my camera on your screen right now. Are you ready? Yes. Stare at you're him. You're the you're the Halo casual. I'm the Halo pro. Okay. <laughs> where are you going with this that's it jake's the one with the halo poster in you're, the background not casual. you i'm the halo pro now okay i, I understand <laughs> i understand he, he just accepts submits. it okay that's fair immediate um yeah so i do think there's a certain philosophy to uh, maintaining a, a game's identity that needs it's it's a balance and I, Sid Meier thinks he found that balance. Some people would disagree with him. Some people would praise the ground he walked on for it. Sid the Sloth. Uh, He's on the right track. Kenny, what do, you, what do you think about this balance? Do you think this is something that can be maintained? Or do you think that at the end of the day, a sequel has to be a different game? It has to be a different game at the end of the day. Like, Really? People aren't going to be happy getting the same game over and over and over. Like I want you I want you to think about this. Think about Call of Duty. Think about Think about when it was the same game over and over. They added exosuits, movement abilities, wall climbing. Everybody was all of a sudden just like, Okay, I I don't like this. What is this? And then everybody demanded boots on the ground and they kept, they didn't listen to their fans. They kept releasing futuristic stuff with all these abilities. Um even now they went back they went back to boots on the ground. No movement abilities, anything like that. People still aren't happy. I mean... People aren't happy? People people I, aren't I happy. Up. I don't keep I don't, up with the Call of Duty. I don't uh, keep up as much, but like from what I've seen, uh, besides this, like besides the BR that's coming out, because I know a lot of people are actually excited about that, um, there's just been a significant dip in player base. A lot of my I was friends, under the understanding that um, Modern Warfare was like everyone's favorite, everyone's new favorite game. It's of Maybe most recently it was. Yeah, 
But I know like a lot of people like Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Black Ops 2, like the OG titles. That's really what's remained everybody's favorites over the years. Um, like this new Modern Warfare, don't get me wrong, it, it does everything really well. It, the gunplay's fun. I This is the one that I've been playing a lot. I haven't played much of the other CODs since Black Ops 2. Or Black Ops 3 or 4, actually. Um, but there's certain aspects, too, that can be changed. Like, some of the maps are garbage. Like, whatever that whatever that map is that's, like, in London with all the buses, that is absolutely garbage. I would rather... I don't even want to say what I would do. <laughs> but every time I get that map, <laughs> I always, always back out. I don't care what it is. The, the octane just gets drained. Honestly. So, uh, with that said, do you agree with Sid Meier in that 33% of the game should remain the same, 33% of the game should be new, and 33% should be improved? Yeah, I, th I definitely think it's a good thing. Because people want that, like, the same feel as they did with this one, but they want updated things. So, testing out new things, but not too many new things, is definitely a good thing for the next title. And then listening to critique from previous titles and adding it to the new title is, is beneficial. So, I, I definitely agree with it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be the same thing, copy-paste it every year. <laughs> FIFA. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I'd argue that FIFA is a new game. They add a lot more ways to spend your money. I don't think I'm um, thinking of FIFA. I, I don't play FIFA. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I don't want new ways to spend my money on fifa i don't want microtransactions i just i hear a lot of things from people about like sports games they're like you release the same thing except like yeah there's new players on different teams like okay cool i just i i don't play sports games for that reason i don't i'm not a fan see i don't just i don't really understand sports games as much um mostly because they're kind of an industry of themselves i feel like you either play games or you play sports games exactly i, I found very little overlap besides call of duty and yeah. halo the big big brands there's someone that like me plays. that's like i play any game under the sun that comes out nintendo like playstation not xbox we're gonna talk about xbox here uh pc like i watch anime i have all this stuff behind me compared to someone else that dumps all their time into like um like football or baseball they play games like that they like playing madden they like just chilling out and hanging out but they don't right. have similar interests they won't be caught dead playing some of the games that like other people would play um I think we are in danger of stereotyping. Yeah, no, I I definitely want to stay away from that. But at the same time, like from personal experience, like some of my friends who just are sports fans only play those games. They've never played like a Mario title or something. And I'm just like, how? How do you yeah. not play Mario? I think uh, there, there are two camps when it comes to people who buy a console, you know? Exactly. So. There's definitely different audiences. And I think... I think gaming caters well to it, honestly. I'm I'm glad there's so much to talk about in the gaming industry nowadays. Yeah, Jesus, we just I, I talked about that for like really, really big moves coming up and some things that I'm really excited about. I do hope that Blizzard gets a chance to set the precedent when it comes to online games from now on in terms of this experimental mode. And I do think that they would do well to follow the philosophies of Sid Meier and keep 33% of their game the same, update 33% of their game, and have 33% completely new. However they take that, whatever way they change the percentages, I think that the philosophy is solid, and it stands on good ground. I just want Animal Crossing to release, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's it's all I'm waiting for. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, regardless of how you feel about the gaming industry and online games, Animal Crossing is still coming out, and it's going to end everything else. <laughs> it is. I'm going to become a full-time Animal Crossing streamer. That's it. No, no arguments. So here's for you, buddy. Here's my qualm with that: is like if you become a full-time Animal Crossing streamer, you'd be putting in like the minimum amount of hours that they ask of you, anyways. <laughs> All those games are extensive. It's dude. This new one's going to be crazy too. Like. Um, what I was actually realizing with, um, Nexus is she's excited for it too. Um, Nexus is my girlfriend, if you guys don't know, but, um, just the fact that they aren't going to be doing time travel anymore, that like that ability isn't going to be in the games. You know what that is, right, Jake? Are, are you referring to changing the date? Exactly. Changing the date you... and time. Okay. 
So that's not going to be a feature in this one, but they're approaching it with, they're going to be adding updates for the seasons, for holidays. So we were thinking like first day, um, first day is going to be like, you're going to be on the island doing things. And then the second day is when they're going to release the update that you can visit other people. Like you can. That's interesting. But I said the same thing, but at the same time, when I hunker down and I think about it, I'm like, I'm going to have so much stuff to do on my island anyways, I'm probably not going to want to visit people the first day regardless. So I'm not upset with that. Well, I'm sorry. Are these updates rolled out to everyone on the second day after the game is released? Or is it the second day you're playing that you get this update? The second day it's released. So like, say okay, it releases so Monday, it'll come out Tuesday for everybody. So this is only going to affect the people who pick it up right away yes like if i picked the game up a month later i would not be getting these rollouts and i would not experience the game the same way yeah you'll be fine well, what do you think about that do you think that the game is meant in some way at release to be experienced with these uh trickle updates i i don't think the release one really matters it's essentially just them adding in like the like the plane to visit people on that second day but like anything in the future like holidays and seasons i Is think that could affect i i have i don't know if there's a reason okay but i know like um like i said like the holidays and stuff that could be something that affects people like you could want to experience animal crossing on like you could want to celebrate christmas with like your the people in your town and stuff like that but if you get it like new year's i don't i'm just throwing a date out there you're gonna miss christmas and you're gonna like have to wait until next year so no that's no matter what it, no matter what now i i do think that while this kind of makes the game a little more airtight i feel like it caters the game to a certain play style and like let me know if you agree with this but this sounds like a, a change made for purists mm -hmm. people no, who play I agree. The, game the way it was meant to be played and as we all know by this point that there are many ways to enjoy pretty much every game. Yeah, exactly. Do you think um, tightening up the rules a bit is something that you want to see happen? I think I have I have kind of two different standpoints, like specifically regarding Animal Crossing, because obviously it's nice to be able to time travel if you miss something, if you want to get on to the next day because you ran out of things to do. But at the same time, I don't know what Nintendo has for us yet there could be enough stuff to last me every single day until the next day. So I'm not worried about, Oh, I need a time travel to do my goals for tomorrow. Right. So I can't really speak on it, but I don't mind them tightening up on that. If that's, if that's what you're asking. For the wonderful folks at home, wondering why my screen just got brighter <laughs> uh, light that has been out for months on my fan has just turned on. Can we get a round of applause for that? <laughs> um, we call that a ghost. <laughs> Luigi. Uh, well, first, I, I think I want to say this, that anytime you're restricting anything, you are putting people out. You are keeping people out of your game. And this mm. is something I've thought a lot about. Um, there, there are certain ways to put implement rules that can help the, help your game. But no matter what it is, if it's a restriction, there will be less people playing the game. Yeah. Uh, plain and simple. There's never been a restriction that has made more people play. Uh, unless uh, specifically had to do with the core gameplay. Because, you know, at the end of the day, restrictions can induce creativity. And if the game's built around it, great. However, restrictions like this, where you're now no longer able to do something that you were before. This doesn't add anything to the game. It specifically takes out your ability to do something. It means that you will now cater to a smaller audience. This game may sell more, but that's going to be totally dependent on other factors mm -hmm. and not the rule set. Um, what do you guys think about this? Do you, do you think that this philosophy is healthy? Because I think from a purist's standpoint, they would always say yes. But as someone who's concerned about the industry and the health of the games, sales are going to be affected affected negatively by a change like this, no matter how it looks. What do you think, Luigi? Do you think uh, that this is the type of route that games should be going down? Or would you side with the purists? Absolutely not. 
Um, even though, you know, like I said, I am, I'm all for no sprint Halo, classic Halo. There are a good amount of people in our community who do enjoy, you know, Halo 5 and what Halo 5 has to offer. I believe that a new Halo title should definitely cater to all, um, all types of different players who play Halo. We don't, we have people who literally like to forge. We have people who like to play competitive settings. We have people who like to play SWAT. Our community is so diverse that the new Halo title should cater to everybody. It should cater to all these different types of communities. That's a, that's a hefty... It, <laughs> that's it, a lot it of work. Is. That is it, a it, lot of work. But you... it, it, it could be, but you know, we had something called the Customs Browser from Halo 5 that was actually great because you can go on there and play some classic game types. You don't have to be restricted to playing the new game types. Um. Because, you know, like you said, it doesn't go back to restriction. Um, me as a, let's say, you know, I strictly just like to play classic settings and I go to play Halo Infinite and all Halo Infinite has to offer is wall running and uh, people thrusting around and sprinting <laughs> off every ledge possible. Um, I'm not going to want to play that. Just like how I don't play Halo 5 anymore. I don't play Halo 5 because I don't want to play that. However, if you give me the option to have classic settings, um, you give you give everybody those options um it can definitely make a great game um it's definitely possible too it's it's not far-fetched it's not it's not out there to where it's not obtainable it's definitely possible it's not impossible they would just have to take more time with production and stuff and listen yeah, to their to fans with obviously with, with that i want to offer a counter example to that kenny um because there's a game that the three of us play and love and you know, adore. We we played it together many times. That has gone with that exact philosophy, and it has been very successful for them. And I'm talking Magic: The Gathering. I was just about yeah, to say I was that. just thinking yeah, that too. About Magic. Yeah, every every set they release something specifically catered to Commander players, Popper players, Modern players. They keep every everybody in mind when they're designing a set. And I've actually read an article that literally says, Mark Rosewater himself, the lead designer, says, this is what we do. We try to make everyone happy. So, uh, you know, when it comes to video games that require tons of polish that take years versus a card game, whereas you, you get the art, you do the testing, but you don't have to design a, a virtual world. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we're talking different realms. Uh, it's not always possible for a video game to do this. Mm. Uh, but I, I do think that Luigi raises a good point that it's it, it may not be the easiest thing, but it is a goal that can be, can be implemented <laughs> given the right amount of time. Absolutely. Ambly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you laugh <laughs> in your mic when I said that. I tried not to. <laughs> <laughs> and my mind blanked. All I heard so. was like, all I heard was like, Cambly, Cambly, Cambly. Like just like floating Cambly. around my head. I, Ladies I and gentlemen, Cambly's chicken Cambly. noodle soup. <laughs> Thank you. Little Uzi Bert. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's an obscure reference. If you get that one, you're my best friend. Um, you're my best friend. <laughs> Kenny, I would like to ask you what our runtime is right now. Our runtime is one hour, one minute. Sheesh. Okay. We've been so, talking about stuff for a while. Yes, this has been an excellent conversation. Uh, do you think that we want to start wrapping up a bit? Um. Yeah, we can start kind of getting towards like the end phase of things. End think, phase. Uh, it might be a what, good. Do we time. want to go over questions. If yeah. People have questions. Yeah, I think. Uh, we should probably we should do our wrap up and then uh and then do our questions because we want to yes. put this on like things where people that aren't in chat are gonna be like able to just get the information they need or listen to it and then dip out and then they're like well, who's asking what question so yeah this is like the credit sequence that everyone skips it's just like cue um curb your enthusiasm music yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um we want to make the shift right now. Yeah, you can yeah, jump towards it. it. I mean, hi. <laughs> hi, chat. <laughs> no, I, def I definitely think that was like a good conversation. Like we covered a lot. Um, we talked a lot about like the competitive scene and just like kind of gaming in general right now. Because like I said, I, things just kind of feel a little bit weird, but 
That's yeah, we've all been agreeing that things feel pretty stale. I think a lot of people can relate to it right now. There's just nothing that you want to come home from school or come home from work and just grind. Oh my right? god, no! That's... Speak for yourself, man. I'm I'm still on that Overwatch grind, man. I... I I'm so enamored with competitive games lately, and Overwatch has really opened my eyes to it. I respect that though, because I yeah. I miss the feeling of getting off the bus on a Friday putting modern warfare 2 in my xbox and being in an xbox like party chat with my friends all night like mm -hmm. that's that's the gaming that i miss i'm gonna yeah. be honest man i'll be at work and my work requires a lot of attention on my part but i'll be sitting there daydreaming about you know pounding a reinhardt into the wall with doom disgusting and <laughs> 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 not in the way that chat's gonna take it <laughs> Kappas in chat everywhere. Oh, just floating Kappa's all over the place. Hot. Thank you, Train. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but... I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. We'll be talking about uh, how we change different games. We don't want to destroy the identity of games. I think that's huge. No, yeah, no, that's 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 one of the things. Like you, you obviously don't want to change the game state itself entirely. You don't want to stray off the path, but like Things do need to change. Things need to be refreshing. Things need to stay new. Like P, that's what that's essentially what it is when it comes out. It's new. Yeah. So you're looking for that. You're expecting that, but you're not expecting major change like that. And like, I think I mean, on the flip side, uh, there are always those games that we'll go back to and we'll want to play. But I do think that a refresher is due on a lot of games that I'd like to see and look forward to. Uh, simply because it is that new and it, it does fix things that I don't like about the old games. Mm -hmm. Just like no, Sid Meier says, that 33% that needs to be improved on. I've been playing a lot of um, Escape from Tarkov just because it's, it's such a refreshing feeling other than playing Battle Royales, COD, like going back I... and playing Pokemon games. Like it's, it's nice to dip your toes back into something that's new. Mm -hmm. uh, Escape from Tarkov kind of blows me away a little bit because i didn't hear about it anywhere else besides word of mouth but when i watch gameplay of it it looks like a triple a production that had so much time and effort put into it and it, so it seems to have come out of nowhere it really did i i i didn't hear about it up until when the game was released and everyone's like oh we're playing tarkov like what the hell is tarkov now that's that's going to be an interesting topic we might want to touch on that next episode wink at camera <laughs> wink <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys. But uh, thanks, thanks for tuning into this one. We covered a lot of topics today. Uh, we have a lot more for the next episode to talk about. Like I said, every every Wednesday, you guys can tune in live on Twitch, 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we'll be putting this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, and I think Anchor FM or Sounder. Um, so check us out there. Check out the Twitter. It's at the Faulty Few. Just just as just as it is um yeah you know while you're at it you should check us out uh our twitter ads are on screen uh all of us we all stream on twitch i stream overwatch uh, luigi streams halo kenny streams himself dancing um, <laughs> <laughs> um and please please check us out if you want to hear more if you want to talk to us go ahead and add us on twitter and we'd love to discuss these topics with you guys uh, I want to thank everyone for watching. This has been a, a excellent first episode. I'm very happy with how this went. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is this has been fantastic. I love you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I love you too, Kenny. Episode one, we're already pros. All I'm gonna say, look at Luigi. He's smiling. Uh, I'm smile at right screen. At <laughs> <laughs> He's, Luigi is alone in his basement, smiling right at his screen. <laughs> <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> Can you guys like picture zooming out of the camera and seeing him in the corner of his basement? <laughs> <laughs> Train, you're amazing. Everybody's amazing. Thanks for the mods for uh, keeping everything covered over here yeah, too. Kenny Chi, thank you for the shout out. You're amazing. You guys have been awesome. I really appreciate everyone being patient with their questions. If there's anything you guys would like to ask, uh, we can probably field questions for another couple minutes. If not, uh, we might dip. What do you think? Yeah, if anybody has any questions, drop them in chat. We'll we'll start answering. Yeah, throw them down. In the meantime, we can talk about how Luigi hauled two huge shelves across <laughs> his basement to get behind his camera. It's and so impressive. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know how you did it, dude. I know the you space you have, too. 
behind him right now is a whole new setup that he did right before this. You know what was there before? There was a wall. That's it. There's a wall. Oh, and he did all that. I mean, a master decorator. Look at him. I don't know. He's so excited. I don't. I can't even think about it. I, I don't know how it does. <laughs> I refuse to think about it. <laughs> Luigi, I remember I turned around for a second. I was like getting my laundry out of the machine, and I came back, and there was a whole shelf full of manga and video games in front of me. You did not empty the shelf. He didn't say a you word about it either. Do that. Nope. <laughs> and there it is. Here, that heavy ass shelf. Incredible. I my think uh, that might be. Our next guest, we shouldn't have the shelf on. See how it feels about being hauled. Can we do that? Yeah. Luigi, do you have a second camera so we can set it up? <laughs> We're gonna invest in that. I have it. It's over there. I have it. In the other corner. Where is it? <laughs> it's with a pile of junk. Why? Why is that camera over there? I don't know. Awesome. Anyways, <laughs> I think that does it. What All do you right, guys. You want to cue some outro music? You yeah, let's finish up that song you were playing earlier. Let's cue some. I already finished it. It's fine though. We can just skip oh, like halfway weird. and just be like, let's "Hey, go. guess what? I'm down." All right, ladies and gents, thanks for production. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Um, we will be like I said. We'll be live next Wait. Wednesday. Whoa, 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 whoa! I think we missed a donation. Did we? There's one on screen in the overlay. Oh, hey. So, no, there's only one thing. Um, Kelly, if you're still here, thank you for the nine months. We appreciate that. That works for me. Yeah, thank you, Kelly. We love you. We love you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Thank you so much. Everybody have a fantastic rest of the night and just have a, have a great day.